0: Yes, we do pick up our tears and we move forward. But it's, it's a release form and we let it go. But we don't say don't cry. Okay, because Jesus cried. Jesus was angry. Jesus had compassion. Jesus was sad. He was everything and he was the son of God. So let's just, let's just encourage that. Let us grow in that as families. The next thing is we grow through loss. So the reality is, as we're growing up, we will fall. If you're not falling physically, we might fall in that we did something wrong. Or we didn't get 90%. And we really want that 90%. And now you are are telling yourself, oh, how could I not get 90%? you might have grown up being performance driven and that's good there's place for that but we are we are also to teach our children that it's okay to fall because the word says a good man may be bothered by trouble 7 times but he does not give up so we teaching we should teach one another and our children that resilience Is part of life. You will not lie flat on the floor. You will stand up. And you will face this. And God is with you. And we are with you. And you know what? I've seen people who are resilient. And stand up. Are the great leaders. Of this generation. They might have fallen. Maybe a hundred times. But they still stood up. And that. So do not be afraid when your children fall. Allow it. Okay, and then the next slide. We grow in what matters the most. The values that we have. You have to teach your kids what is important and what is not. The world teaches them a lot of things. Music. I mean, we're not trying to hide it from them. But it's there. So they're going to get that version but it's good for you to actually be intentional in bringing your house values to them and having conversations around these are our values. And just from a a father's heart value, like God's heart is radical generosity. That's a big one. And I'm not talking about money. (laughs) I'm talking about, man, radical generosity in your time you know what, mom and dad, we're going to you know, invite people we don't, that, are, that we know in our church who don't have much, they're going to have dinner tonight with us. So you're radically generous in opening your home and allowing someone to come in and give them love by serving them. Or you're radically generous in your life. You're just generous. Yeah? Love, loving people and loving others is part of being a value of loving Christ. I also think excellence, as lovers of Jesus, he was not slacking. He was an excellent pursuer of God and he was excellent in how he delivered miracles. He had orders in what he did. He didn't just throw miracles around. He actually knew what he was doing. One of the most favourite um, Bible stories about the, five, the boy with the five loaves and two fishes. There was order in that miracle. Yeah. If you read that story, Jesus said, "Group them in groups, make them sit down." So there was order, and then he then he started multiplying. But he 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 knew what he was doing. So. We need to be people of excellence. That needs to be one of our value, values. Um, and maybe a value of being um, a, goal, a person who, who doesn't just sit and waits for things to happen. You're actually a person who knows, you know what, if I need, things to, if I need to go to university, I need to go and get my... I need to get everything, my ducks in a row, and I need to present it to my parents, and I need to say, like, this is, and these are the reasons why I want to go to this university, and this is the reason why I want to study this. You're not waiting for your parents to do that. And if your parents don't have the money, you are saying, you know what, I'm going to go and find where I can get a scholarship. You're that kind of person, because you value of going out there and doing what you need to do. We need to be that kind of people, and we need to be like that in the house of the Lord as well. We can't just sit back. These are values. And also being a leader, leading. Don't be afraid to lead. Learn that in the house. Leadership is awesome. Marisa's daughter just became um, prefect, right? Yeah. She's holding it. It's Konita, right? Yeah. I celebrate that about Konita. It was her own initiative and she carries that mantle on her. And she's doing it. Because she values it. And then also being humble. Do we value it as a family? To be humble and to carry ourselves out in that way. The next thing that we grow in is um, growing through example. Now that your Lord and teacher have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I've set you an example That you should do as I have done for you. This is Jesus um, setting an example to his disciples. Everything that that Jesus did, he says, you know, you do exactly what I did and do it to one another. And in our homes and carrying good habits, um, we have these kind of conversations in the home. Um... By example, like, look what daddy is doing. Daddy's washing the dishes. Come come stand next to me. <laughs> um, look what mom's doing. She's, um, she's making the bed. Come and join me. Boys and girls. This is not just for the girls. <laughs> that the boys also learn how to make their beds. Yeah? Um, yeah, and the word says that we do that we, we teach good habits through conversations with them. We grow, we, we do life, we talk about life with them. As you're driving in your car, you know, the word says repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you are at home and when you are on the road, when you're going to bed and when you are getting up. You constantly have this conversation with your children. And allowing them to open up to you, and then you allow Holy Spirit to allow them to lead you into how you can guide them and mold them according to the word of the Lord. There's room for, like, um, you know, when they're getting out of control, but after the age of seven, you are journeying with your child. You're actually allowing them to talk to you, and you're having these conversations. OK. So a good question to ask yourself this week with you and your family. What have you learned in your family? What are the skills that you have learned? What are the tool things that some of us might have not gotten any tools? Some of us might have experienced something like too many hard things that aren't aren't good tools. And now you have to relearn. And maybe you can share that in your connect time this week. What are the new tools you want to learn with God? And some of you might have learned excellent tools. And you want to share it with your group. Yeah. Okay. The third thing is awesome families protect. Can I have Alfredo open this? (laughs) So Alfreda's opening that umbrella. Um, It's a very big umbrella. (laughs) But really, (laughs) your family is like that umbrella. Mom and dad is covering you. And everybody's being covered by one another. And they all get together and they huddle under this umbrella to, for protection. To protect them from any harsh storms that are out there. But we all go through storms. But when you're in a family unit, your, 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 your family is your protection. It's your first place to go. It's your first place. And if you do not have family, you have spiritual family. And it is our mandate as a body of Christ... To be the covering for each other. And to, to lead each other into wholeness. Yeah? So, Alfreda, would you, would you bless somebody with that um, umbrella? Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. It says in Matthew 5, verse 45. The next slide. That you may be children of your Father in heaven, He causes His Son to rise on the evil and good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. So the reality is, even though we are separated and set apart, storms will come. And you know what? Storms will make us stronger. But guess what? The good news is that we are family. And we can run to each other as family members and as your own intimate unit of family, mom and dad and children, you go to each other. So if dad, dad goes through storms as well. And so we need to go as a family. Mom gathers up her children and say, dad's going through some rough times. We need to love on dad. We need to show him. That we're there for him. And it might be just doing something together. But the reality is, you know, each family member deserves to be protected when storms are hitting. And each family member will go and talk to the family member that is going through a storm. And this is something that we should also exercise in our body. You know? I know that I've experienced some storms and I've had like sisters in the house (laughs) stand by me when I didn't feel like anymore. No? And that that means the world to me. Because I don't have a sister. I had one. But you guys who are standing by me have become my sisters. And so... It's very real, guys. It's very real. We can't just look at each other and be like, you sort yourself out. We need to make that our value. That I will stand and protect you. I will walk this journey with you. But yeah. It says in the word Ecclesiastes 4 verse 9 to 10. Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. So, this is, this is, I think this just hinges on what I just said. Okay, so, good question to ask yourself this week. Why do you love your family so much? And if you do not love your family, it's okay to say it. <laughs> Allow God to process that part for you so that you can begin to do family the way he wants you to do. (laughs) I'm all for honesty and authenticity. All right. So awesome families serve God and others. This is like the thing. (laughs) We should hold up. Awesome families don't just think about themselves. They think about, how can I go out there and serve others? Yeah? They're saying to themselves, how can we, like, there's a homeless man on the side of the road that we see every day as we drive home. What can we do as a family to bless that man? How can we go and show that man, Jesus is really alive? Yeah? Another, so the the next slide says, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Teach, teach your children to even go on missions. I think the time has come where this body needs to start thinking about missions as a family. <laughs> we need to be hungry to go out there with mom, dad, Grinda and Godfrey, and Emmanuel, and Elijah, and Ezekiel. That the five of them go out, and we're going to serve on a mission field. Because our every nation is all about missions. We're out there to, to, to meet. And you know what? You guys have an awesome mission field, Katima. I tell you, do one big family thing, people's lives will be transformed. Your children's lives will be transformed. There's such a great need for the gospel in that area. I think Patrick even knows that at the back there. We're we're sitting at the door, at the doorstep of how we can serve people. Yeah? Come up with ideas as families. Okay, and the last slide, well, the second last slide. God, he he was a devotee. God-fearing man, as as was everyone in his household, he gave generously to the poor and prayed regularly to God. You know, with this generous thing that keeps coming up, and generosity is not just about money; it's also about it's really about giving, giving yourself, and giving away. Um, like exercising this with your children. If you're going to buy something new, they need to give toys away. There's no herding of things. Because you are overflowing now. <laughs> and God is saying, who will you bless with, the, with that extra that you have on the side? Yeah? Let us be like that minimal people. God overflows. That's the part you give away. Yeah? Just simple. Let's have simple lives of generous, being generous. It's so easy. And that is on its own a a way of serving others. Yeah. Okay. So the last slide is, and there's something that, as I said in the beginning, awesome families are not perfect. But they make choices and commitments. And they make sacrifices that come with a price for a family That is intentional. Because Christ was super intentional when he came. And he he was super sacrificial in what he did. And there was nothing that was not intentional. And I want you to hold your neighbor's hand. Yeah, let's be neighborly today. Thanks. Let's be neighborly. Okay. <laughs> we're just going to we're just going to, you know, in our hearts make that commitment to be family to each other. And also when if you are family, you to be the family that is intentional and those who are going to have family to really make the commitment to make those sacrifices to be intentional in your family. Okay. So, Father, as we close our eyes, Father, thank you that we are intentional families, that this is a house that is intentional in having fun together, in growing together, in loving each other, and, and serving each other, and protecting each other, Father. Thank you that you have chased us with your love before we even knew you were chasing us, Lord. May this this love flow inside of us and flow out to others in a natural way, Father God. Fill us up in the reality of this love, Father. And Father, we give our families today to you, Jesus. Father, take our families We give it up to you because you are the one who knows best. Father, teach us to serve you and serve others and help us to be families that have a mission and a vision and help us to be intentional in carrying that out. Yeah, Lord, we just thank you. We glorify you and we give you a resounding shout of joy, let's do that. Woohoo! <laughs> Thank you for being part of this family. You are blessed, coming in and coming out, going out, and enjoy your su- the rest of your Sunday.